When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Matt Jolly, right here on Georgia Radio. Well, it's one of those days where we have a really special guest. Please welcome Kelly Lang to Georgia Radio. Kelly, Hi, glad Matt. to have you. It's so cool Thank to have you. Thank you for having me. No, thanks oh, for, I'm happy. Thanks for coming on. Your book, I'm Not Going Anywhere, uh, follows the title of one of your big songs that you came out with. But this is a this is a, a major upheaval. I just finished a writer's conference yesterday with a bunch of friends. And anytime you, you write a book, it's... <laughs> It's like shining a light on your most personal thoughts. But but this is an autobiography, and uh, you've recorded the audiobook, which is in your own voice. Talk to me about this process as not oh only an artist, goodness. but just what's, what you've put forth here. I mean, this is incredible. Well, on a personal level, I, I recounted my musical career. I started out, um, my dad was Conway Twitty's road manager when I was a child, and I kind of grew up around the music industry and began singing at a very young age. Got married young, had two children, kind of bobbled in and out of the music business while raising them, but um, ended up in divorce and needed to get back into the music industry because it's really all I know and loved and felt organically a part of. So um, I began singing again. I started dating country singer T.G. Shepard, and he really influenced me to get back into the swing of things of music and kept encouraging me to write and do more and more and more. And uh, so I began writing with Lori Morgan, a country artist I'm sure your listeners are aware of. And um, I wrote the song, I'm Not Going Anywhere, during that era. And it, 16 years later, became a huge commercial for Ascension Hospitals. And um, it just, it really was wonderful because a lot of people were home watching, unfortunate, too much television during the pandemic. And they heard my song a lot. And they used, it's, it's kind of like a, a feeling of hope. I'm not going anywhere. When you would leave your loved ones in the hospital or nursing homes, unfortunately, they needed that assurance. And so that song really resonated. So I decided to name my book, um, I'm Not Going Anywhere, for two reasons. Not only the song, the title, but I'm still here as a breast cancer survivor 18 years later. So during the pandemic, I ran into a bunch of old notes and stuff that I kept when I was going through cancer, and I decided to formulate those into a book only to help somebody. I, I, it was really hard to go back through the darkness of times, really hard to relive those, you know, cancer diagnosis and what I went through to get there. But, you know, Matt, I felt like if I could just help one person have some inspiration or light at the end of their tunnel, seeing that I have overcome that and progressed through it. Maybe they could too. So that's the whole point of writing the book and, and the audio book to go through the process of that was really sweet because I, it's been a while since I've physically written the book, but to go back through and read it in my voice and also TG wrote a chapter in it. And he also did narrated his chapter as well in the audio. Um, it was really like reading the book all again for one one th- time through. Um, like I was a listener for, for one time, you know, it, it was like I could hear my story separate from me writing it. And to be honest, I cried at the end of it. it just, bittersweet tears. It was it was really a labor of love. I want to talk about depression 
Uh, and this is something that I, I didn't learn about until my father was diagnosed with cancer uh, and survived. But apparently there's this whole thing that nobody talks about, about post, uh, well, I guess, cancer depression when you're in remission. Uh, did you suffer with anything with that? I mean, I'm, I'm wondering that because this book seems like such a, a process to go through that um, it may have prevented that. Well, you know, when I went into the doctor's office in the very beginning, the doctor told me that your attitude has a lot to do with your outcome. And if you have a positive attitude, they could pretty much tell if you were going to survive this or at least being, you know, a strong person to go through it. And so that really tripped my trigger. I could, I could choose to be happy or I could choose to go down into the darkness and there, I'm not going to lie. There were days that it was a hard choice, you know, but it is an effort that I put towards this. And that's, that's a lot about my book about how I chose to do it and how I would look at comedies. I would, I would be around funny people. Anytime somebody would be negative around me, I just went, I left them in the dirt. I just went to the light, you know? Um, but it was a hard choice. And I think it's, um, it's easy to get down. It's easy to be blue, easier to be blue than it is to be lighter. So I decided that that was not going to be for me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle and it's a fight, but man, if you look around at all the beautiful things in life, I I love to say that, you know, cancer can sometimes be a, a death sentence, obviously, but I chose to make it my life sentence. And I, I looked at the mm. trees as greener and the sky as bluer. And wow, I got one more day to try this again, you know? So it was just a mindset that I, I had to really forcibly go through. And hopefully that helps other people with that. I think that's beautiful. I really do. Thanks. I love, I love that, that idea. And then the, the irony is that you've grown up in country music, which is arguably the most depressing lyrics ever written, you know, so just when you said that, I was thinking, where do you go? Where do you go? You know, well, that's why I started recording Midnight Train to Georgia. I love it. Kidding? I love it. Well, I think that's, I think it's beautiful. And I, I think it's, uh, it's just noble work that you've done. Talk to me about your relationship. Uh, if you don't mind just indulging us here uh, with Olivia Newton-John. Sure. Well, she was a, she was my girlfriend. She wasn't just a music person I loved or, you know, we, we never even really talked about music that much. Um, she and I met through Barry Gibb, who's a mutual friend of ours of the Bee Gees. And, uh, we just connected. I think, I think the breast cancer connection, she had it before myself. Um, it, it's a sisterhood, you know, anytime that you have that in common, it's, it's a, warrior kind of state. And she was just such an influence and so kind and inspirational. Just her essence was a blessing. She was an amazing friend. Anytime that you would say, Olivia, how are you doing? She would take the, the question and spin it right back on you. She didn't want the attention. She never knew how big she was. She never talked about herself. It was, she was very shy, you know, um, just, just an incredible human being. And you know, Matt, I miss her every single day. I was telling you before we started our conversation here, I'm really, really excited and honored to be on her last album. Um, it's a duet album called Just the Two of Us, along with Barry Gibb and John Travolta and Dolly Parton, Mariah Carey. A lot of artists that she's sang with duets throughout her lifetime have landed on this album. And it's coming out May 5th. 
And ironically, um, the song that she and I had recorded together is called How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? And it, mm. you can't. You can't. And you, the loss of her is just permanent. I can only imagine having a friend with that much, you know, capacity uh, for the arts and, and to communicate. And then I love what you said about her being such an introvert. A, a blessing is a friend that that wants to listen. And it sounds like that's oh. what you had with her. If, if I said my nose was running, the male would have some kind of cure for a runny nose. I mean, <laughs> she would just send you stuff and just love on you all the time. She's just a ball of love. Isn't and any, anything you think was nice of her, quadruple it. It, it, it was, she, I've never seen anybody expound love like mm. she was. And so now the torch has passed, right? Now you have the model. It's, oh, it's your turn well, you know, to be that friend now, right? So, well, thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I try and I will say her influence on my life has, has led me to be more open to empathy and more open to how to, to concentrate on being a better friend. You know, she, she was, she was exceptional and, uh, you know, she was the biggest person worldwide. I mean, it wasn't just the States, you know, she was a, an international oh, superstar. Sure. And yet like one time in, for instance, TG was in the hospital and it was really touch and go. And, um, she, she happened to just call me. She says, what are you doing, darling? And I said, well, I'm in the hospital and TG's not doing well. She said, are you there by yourself? She was calling me from Australia. I said, yes, I am. She goes, well, not anymore. I'm here with you. We're going to sit and talk on the phone until you figure this out for hours. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, who does that? Who, you know, and she's, she's just ex- extraordinary and I miss her terrible. Oh gosh. Well, she wrote the forward to your book again, uh, the audiobook version, which is out right now. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, written and narrated by our guest today, Kelly Lang. Uh, and there's a there's a chapter in there from TG. That's that husband of yours. The, the, the more the more, you know, I I cut my teeth in Texas honky tonks and a country radio back there. And now, you know, living in Georgia f- for the rest of for the rest of my life, pouring my my heart and soul into all this old music that we love so dearly. The more you learn about that guy and the more the onion peels back, the more you realize just what an incredible life he's had, too. And I think that's I call great him that, Forrest Gump. Yeah, I will. But <laughs> but but you, too. I mean, when, when you grow up as a as a kid surrounded by some of these icons, like uh, like you mentioned there with Conway Twitty and whatnot, I, you just absorb this stuff in a different way and you see things that people don't see. So I can I can only imagine uh, what the two of you talk about when you're sitting there at the dinner table? Well, you know, a lot of times if you had two careers that are similar, especially when you've got, I'm I'm just going to call it like it is, you know, anytime you have the courage to get up on a stage, there's ego involved, you know, and you could battle against each other or have a competition. You know, I've seen a lot of, of, uh, people that try to compete with one another. And that is the farthest thing from mine and TG's relationship. He's been there, done that. He, he been, you know, he's already got the accolades and he's seen everything. And so what's so beautiful about him is his support of me. He wants to see me fly literally every single night of his life. He prays with me out loud and he prays for validation for my career. 
who does that? Yeah. You know, and he just wants to see me fly and he, he celebrates every detail of what I do in my career. And there's zero competition. I mean, we, we work really, really well together because I understand him. I've been on the same stages that he's been on. I have interviewed with the same people he's interviewed with. Mine's on a totally different scale and different level. But um, there, I'm just, I celebrate him because I know what he is. I know what he's done. To have 21 number one hits is really astounding. And I just, I admire him. I look up to him and learn from him. I think that's beautiful. Well, you know, uh, I'm a one-trick pony. I know how to do interviews and talk Thank to people. Thank God you do, and, though, because well, but who my would point you is, talk to? Well, right, but <laughs> my point is, you know, you have all these other interests and whatnot, but, but you know, God made us each to do something. And I think it's beautiful that he's praying for you in that capacity. And and now you're doing it. I mean, this book is out. Your music is out. Uh, you're one of these rare people that, that has so much to offer. Uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to see. And I apologize. Our, our storm system is going off. We're in, right in the middle of storms all day today. Uh, mm, sorry. But, I hope you're but, safe. Uh, it, well, that's fine. It's just... Uh, it's going off in the background there, but I, I want people to go and find your book, uh, not only find your book, but download your music and, and discover this deep well that is Kelly Lang. It's so cool to have you on the show. And, uh, folks, well, thank can, you. folks can find you at your website. You want to, you want to give that out? And yeah, the website is kellylang.net. If you're interested in the audible book, you can go to audible or Apple iTunes, that kind of thing, or you can get it right there on kellylang.net. And um, I'm also really excited, you know, speaking of TG, we have just gotten into the studio again and we will be project that's coming out this fall and we really love to sing together and travel together. So that's, it's been a real joy to do that. And I've got another, um, another EP coming out this summer of more inspirational kind of songs, things that I've written, but most recently I've been doing a lot of cover tunes, just songs that I enjoy recording and, um, things like Midnight Train to Georgia we talked about earlier. Um, but I've decided to not not just cover tunes. I wanted to, to let people realize the things that I do and that I write. And I've got three songs coming out on uh, Lori Morgan's new album. So I'm, I'm really getting back into the writing swing of things again. So I'm anxious to share new stuff with you guys. I, I hope you'll come back. Listen, we have a singer-songwriter show that we're standing up because our goal is to really embrace uh traditional country and and that song that uh, and sound that, that 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 we all know and love that's still out there that raw and real sound and, well, and i hope that we can organic <laughs> it is and i hope we can pair that uh with the legends that's the idea right you have to show them what they're missing and then you have to bring in the folks that are that are continuing that tradition and that's well, what we're trying to of, do here so yeah a lot of the uh the new music you yeah, know thank goodness there's new stuff and the traditional stuff is, is still around and, and all, but, um, I miss, I miss the era of the eighties, nineties kind of music. I really do miss the story songs and songs that have, um, that touch your heartstrings instead of just a groove, you know? So when I write, I try to write what, I, what would Dolly say? You know, that kind of thing. Like what, how would she right. put this? She, she right. doesn't have just a riff. She has real heart to her stuff. And, That's and uh, I admire her about that. Well, thank you so much for coming on Kelly Lang. It's been a privilege and it's just been wonderful to spend a few minutes with you. You too. And let's do this again. I hope so. 
Georgia Radio. Good company and great country. Yeah.